Oh, that new Maxwell Cream song so fire. That what? That uh, Bang the Bus? Oh, yeah, that Maxwell Cream? Yeah, that, that shit. That shit dope. I wonder when he gonna drop a new project. Uh, I forgot when the last time he dropped a project. Yeah, he about to. We'll see. Uh, all right. Welcome to the Brazy Bunch Podcast. It's your boy Moose Mancino, aka Brandon, spelled with two D's for a double dose of this pimping. Um, and we in here, man, episode 234. And um shit, man. Uh we got my nigga C's in the building. Yes, sir, yes, sir. It feels good to pod with y'all again, man. We're excited for these topics. Okay, the okay. spirit has come over me. Yeah, man. Super Bowl spirit. I know niggas in, in good, you know, good energy right now, man. Uh we got my nigga Don in the building. Yes, sir, man. It's your boy Donnie. <sighs> yeah, Super Bowl Sunday, man. How y'all feeling? I don't know, man. It just hit different when it's two teams you don't give a fuck about that you actually actively hate. Like, I, I don't know if the Niners, I hate them. I just don't like them. That's fair. It's nothing on that team to cheer for, maybe except for Debo and Trent Williams. Uh, I fuck with McCaffrey. I don't fuck with Chris McCaffrey. <laughs> you know, you know, no, it's, that's not the. It's not just because he's white. Because you know, when people are good at their job and white, you know, they be trying to make them like fucking Barry Sanders or some shit. And it's just like, mm, come on, hey, we're gonna have to relax. Yeah, but yeah. I, I can shoot him some bail because he actually is cold. No, he cold. <laughs> but is he okay? Just say like when Derrick Henry was snapping, is he on Derrick Henry level? Uh, that's I, tough because they're too they're too different. Yeah, I see him it's, as Kevin Love, bro. Ke- he's Kevin. Nah, he's, no, no, he's Kevin no. Love, bro. When he was with when he was with the Panthers, they had nobody else, so they had to go take all their offense through him. He was getting numbers. Now he's with a, an offense that, I mean. They got the, one of the best lines in the in the league. Like they, mm-hmm. I don't know, bro. It, it just, I can't put them up there with like the Derrick Henrys and the APs and stuff like that. Just say it like that. I, uh, I can make an argument. He's better than Derrick Henry. You could no, no, no. I could, I could because could. because I'll say this. Just as a receiver, I don't think there's any running back touching him, skill wise, as far as catching the ball. Austin Eckler. I think he's better than Austin Eckler. Yeah. I think it's not, that's not even a question, actually. What? Yeah. I had to look up the numbers, but I don't want to spend all the time. I'm going to look them up while we while we keep it going here. Uh, man, how, how niggas doing, man? Other than praising the white saviors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Got us. Got us. Got us. Praising white running backs. That's crazy for black history, man. Hey, a lot of niggas doing, man. <sighs> not, not bad. Not bad. Um, I feel like we had pretty decent weather this week. Yeah, so I was up in like the 60s or 70s, right? It was it was like high 50s, maybe. Yeah, okay. That's where the highest was. But it, I'll take it. I'm, I'm ready for it to get a little bit warmer, man. It's been dreadful. But yeah. uh, that helped. You know this that uh that confusing when it get a little warm and then it go right back to hell. Yeah, <laughs> it's that confusing time in in the uh, the year. And that's what's happening because I'm pretty yeah. sure. This but it week is still is- February, so it is supposed to be colder. But it's it's yeah. decent for for what it is. 
It's crazy how how the weather has truly gone to shit. Because I do remember the time when like February was like you get the worst snow. Yeah. Like that that's when the apocalypse hits. Hey man, our kids, man, they're gonna be baking, bro. It's coming. Like we we get to enjoy the tail end of like the the good weather in December, but our kids gonna have like fucking no wheat. They can only eat white bread and shit. <laughs> no wheat. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. No corn. Or some shit. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be no something clouds. Else. No clouds. Just sun. <laughs> yeah, you know they already said Miami finna disappear, bro. Like they said Miami and other like coastal cities going like New Orleans gonna be out of there. Uh, niggas gonna have to come up with like some new vacation cities, bro. Where is this info, man? Yeah, what is all that ass? Miami gonna vanish off the back. <laughs> bro, that's real shit, bro. The coast, because the water levels are rising so much, like like low coastal cities are gonna be eliminated. Miami is oh. one of them, bro. <laughs> <laughs> niggas gonna have to hit Fort Myers, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's some fucked up shit when people talk about your city about to be gone. <laughs> yeah, what, what's, what's the timing on that? Uh, it's, it's not like probably like 100 years or something. Hold on. Miami oh, will disappear. We <laughs> <laughs> won't be around to see it. Miami oh. will be 60% underwater by the year 2060, according damn. to research. So what? Forty more okay, years. Okay, we could be now? here for that. We could be yeah, here we'll for be that. Here. I want to see that. We'll be here. God, God willing. Ah. Yeah, I want, I want to see the chaos that comes from there. Yeah, they said scientists at the University of Miami predict the Magic City has a little over thirty years before the water takes over. Oh, oh, Miami is called the Magic City. I didn't even know that. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was a strip club. I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's underwater. <laughs> they yeah, they I, made that. I didn't know what's going on. The magic yeah, man. It's getting fucked up out here, man. But uh, other than that, man, other than the weather, how, how niggas doing, man? What y'all getting into this weekend? Uh, shit, yesterday, Saturday, we uh, shit, got some breakfast a little quick. Kicked it for a little bit. Uh, hit suit supply. Started putting together some fabrics for... Uh, Nick suits for for the wedding. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Decent day. Yes. Um, nah, man, it's gonna be real creamy though. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like a pause is needed for that, man. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, it was a decent little consultation. Then we got to go back for like the the actual fitting and customization. But he gonna be clean. Yeah, shout, shout out to uh, Shorty that helped us out. Dude, uh, I, I don't know if, what I can ask here. So. <laughs> no, no, I, was, <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to shout out the workers, you know what I'm saying? Because you never know. Maybe they could get, you know, a boost from this one day. <laughs> no, okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Nah, that was it. Uh, and yeah, no, we and then after that we basically just kind of turned into like a Lincoln drink, so we was chilling for the most part. Uh, yeah. Do y'all do y'all feel like a, a certain color look best on y'all? Like, are y'all one of those people that feel like like mm. my skin come out with like an orange or some shit, a tangerine? I, uh, mm. I, lo- I love a black. I feel like uh, a black can, can can you know do me no wrong. Do you feel, feel like, like it makes you? Go-to. It makes it's like slimming for you. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's one of the reasons. But I also like the I like the contrast. Nigga, black. you black. 
<laughs> I'm not all the way black. I ain't. What the you fuck is the contrast? <laughs> black and brown? <laughs> yeah, the brown can bounce off the black. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's, it's, a, it's a good match. Uh, yeah, I like I like a black and, and I like a blue. I feel like, like because a, I don't wear it as often, I feel like it's a good bounce. Like a dark blue or like a Robin Eggs blue? Like a, <laughs> like a royal blue. I like a royal blue. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, what about you, Crip blue. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll say like a green, any kind of like a, a shade mm. of green. Mm. <laughs> Why yeah, you be like what? <laughs> Bitch, <and> magic <laughs> down <laughs> one. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> green yeah, is but, for the money. <laughs> <laughs> what, type, what type of green though? Forest green, Riddler green. Honestly, honestly, it don't matter which in the spectrum. It could be like a little sage green, or it could be like a little like a pistachio. Or like a forest mm. green, you know what I'm saying? You got so many options within the spectrum. You can really, they all kind of fire. Mm, okay, yeah, I like any color that make me look a little bit more sensitive. Because as a bigger <laughs> nigga, like I don't want to give off like aggressive energy. So, so you throwing lavenders? Yeah, some pastel colors. <laughs> this nigga's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit more approaching. You, you see what I'm saying? Like you can approach me. Your favorite color is um, honeydew. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been watching uh because I'm I decided to pour more into myself and do more of the things I want to do professionally. So I decided I wanted to do like a screenplay and shit. And I've been watching a whole bunch of pimp movies, documentaries, reading pimp books. And so I'm back in like full pimp dive. Like I watched American Pimp, Pimps Up, Hose Down. Uh, I've been watching shit on YouTube, Soft White Underbelly. Like, oh boy. I'm in full pimp scope right now. So y'all gonna have to excuse me if I bring up some lingo. So what are you trying to what are you trying to connect with the pimps in you what you write? So like one of the characters is like the main character is one, but it's ironic. It's not like glorifying pimps because I don't feel like we should do that. I don't feel like pimping is we should glorify that. But mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have an edge to the character and like a storyline. And I don't want to give it away. Um, but yeah, one of the one of the characters is involved in that life. So I wanted to write it true. So I wanted to kind of know more like how they live, like what they say and shit like that. So I've been watching a whole bunch of that shit. Uh do you feel like pimping is dead? Pimping is 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 dead right now. Like the like the real deal pimping. Like okay. that went on in like the seventies, eighties. That's it's dead. Because you gotta um, think, pimping you control one hundred percent of the money, and that's just not flying right now. Are mm. you gonna go interview some like some workers, like streetwalkers? Yeah, no, the hoes. <laughs> interview the hoes. I mean, yeah, I there, like there are plenty gotta... of like streetwalker interviews on YouTube. If you want to watch them, I don't know, man. I feel like you really got to get in the field and and do that research. Yeah, I realized how racist it is in the game. Like, um, I was watching one of the street interview, streetwalk interviews. And they said they don't get in black people's cars, man. Black men come up to them, they, they ain't getting in their car because they feel like it's going to be some aggressive shit. Were these shit, the black ones or the, or the white ones? Both. Like, one one girl yeah. said she she got into this this black dude's car. They went back to the room. And then as soon as, uh you know, they was about to get into it, he just slapped her and said, this real deal pimping, ho. And then, like, <laughs> God. He, he tried to, like, put her, like, it's part of the stable, bro. It, it's crazy. It's some crazy stories, dog. Oh, that's crazy. Niggas got catchphrases. <laughs> when they get to slapping. It's like the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's real deal pimping, ho. 
It's crazy. That, oh, that's fucked up. But yeah, yeah. So, hey, I don't know how any of those women do that, bro. That seems like a profession. That's like I don't know how the men do it either, baby. Or be no, a, like like be a be a purchaser. Like the ones the, oh, the John, women they're like afraid of. Yeah, mm. that's crazy. That's crazy. Hey. That's yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and once again, I'm not glorifying it. I just it's for research purposes, man. Um, yeah. So just been watching a lot of that shit. It's crazy how these niggas think, bro. Uh, but yeah, man. Other than that, uh, Poppy came down to Houston, man. So I've been kicking it with him this weekend. Um, yeah, we went to like this Afro Beast thing on Friday. That was okay. We left after like 30 minutes because they. I know it was an Afrobeats event, but you know how you kind of expect them to like mix in some hip hop and R&B at some point? Yep. They wasn't doing that. So <laughs> we had <laughs> to leave. That sounds like what happened when we went it. to that, uh, that shit in New York. The little African party. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, we hit Washington yesterday. We went bowling and what else would you do? We went to uh, Off the Record. So it's been cool. I'm gonna watch the game today at Warner's house most likely. Uh and you know, just chill out, man. It's been it's been a cool little weekend. Shit, man. I need I need to go bowling. I haven't been bowling in a minute. Yeah, man. I feel like my skills don't disappear. I, I was at a one twenty, but I, I tricked off a couple of them frames, man. Um I, I could have won if I would have hit the strike on the last one, but it was what it was. But uh yeah, man. Niggas need to get a little bowling uh, function going. When you if you do uh bowling as a date, are you competitive? Uh I thought I yeah, I thought I said this like I I normally try to trick the the person into um that like like I'm not good. Oh, and I just turn God. up on their ass. <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Some <Uncle Phil> shit. Whoopsie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, do, 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 do you know how untrustworthy that look on the first date? <laughs> like, oh, I'm terrible. This nigga, this nigga, I'm on the <laughs> I pull out my little wrist uh, stabilizer and shit. <laughs> oh. Why would you lie about that? <laughs> I told you don't lie about that. <laughs> the person not fall. Oh, where did this come from? Bro, I'm, I'm hitting like the little curves from like this shit. Bro, don't 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 get me on no fucking lanes, bro. And then you know you, you gotta get a little better some shit. That's always the nastiest part of bowling days. Man. <laughs> That's a nasty the game. wager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Much <laughs> better kiss. No. <laughs> you got this mess. You try to tame yourself. You don't know how far to take it. <laughs> no, man, it's crazy. It's you know, and you know what's crazy when you get the nasty parts where it's like, oh, if you get this spear, I'll, I'll give you a massage. Like you start trying to do well. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas always try to make it a win-win for them. <laughs> I win. Said that shit a win-win. <laughs> oh, you got me. I, I lose. I get to rub you down <laughs> for, for hours. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna enjoy this, man? <laughs> like, nigga, what? <laughs> oh shit, man! 
But yeah, uh, that was fun. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Other than that, niggas just chilling. I don't know what you get into. Oh yeah, I didn't. I, I was uh chill with uh C's, and we went to the you know like this suits and stuff, and that's that was about it. You went to the what's your name show, didn't you? Oh yeah. I saw yeah. Y'all know how I do. I gotta I gotta, yeah, I figured. I gotta support <laughs> I the figured you was going. <laughs> Come on, I gotta support the homie. Pulled up in it. Man, at first I was like, this is chaos. Because mm. they didn't let they pretty much wouldn't let you go upstairs. Like they let nobody. So everybody in the stadium was on the first floor, bruh. Oh, at first, I'm like, yo, this nigga has lost his mind. <laughs> I don't know Just, what he's running. Like in the concourse? Because it was at the, yeah, it was at the United Center. So literally everyone is on the first floor the in the fuck? stadium. They couldn't go to uh, 200, couldn't go to 300. People were just stuck for a good ass minute. Then they eventually let people go to their seats, but it was looking nuts. And the merch lines were fucking insane because this nigga was charging $20 a shirt, which is oh, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> which is insane. Like this one this one lady, she bought like eight shirts. <laughs> she, was, she wasn't going. She was getting ready to sell options or she just bought like multiple side, multiple of the same shirt? No, just multiple of the same shirt. Because them shits was $20 for some yay stuff? Come on, bro. Yeah, he could flip that easy. Yeah. What was, uh, what was the crowd like? Was it like older, younger? <laughs> this this is one thing I'm I'm confused about, bro. Straight 12, 13 year old white kids everywhere. Like, how does this 40 some year old man have all these little kid fans? It's nuts mm. to me. You look at the lyrics now, and I can see. They can talk about coming yeah. over eating Papa John's and shit. Like, that's all them little niggas can afford. Yeah. <laughs> He's speaking to him. <laughs> But other than yeah, that, how's the show? I liked it. I liked it because the, the music was solid. Um, and it was my first time hearing a, a decent amount of those songs. And I messed with it. Um, it was a solid show. Luckily, it didn't start like crazy late. Because mm. uh, I think the UC has a curfew or something like that. But um, it was cool. I was glad I was there. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we had to hit our local Yay Insider. Um, no, he wasn't there- tweaking. Any uh, special guests? Uh, oh, shit. Gibbs was there. Uh, YG. YG came out. YG was there. Okay. Uh, I think some other nigga came out, but I don't know who it was. Maybe it was West Side Gun. I could be wrong. I have no idea. But okay. that was about it. I uh, are you going to pull up to his uh, concert day? You saw he was playing the, uh, the world tour? No. Wait, wait, he has a tour coming? Uh, apparently, he's planning a, a world tour that's supposed to be coming sometime soon. Oh, shit. Yeah. I saw he was uh, he was mad about them blackballing him for venues in the United States, so I guess maybe that makes sense that he go on a world tour with it. But he's still got some U.S. states. Okay. Toronto. Damn, Three yeah. Chicago shows? Atlanta, Houston, Chicago. Two shows Never Mexico City. <laughs> and he's got Spain, Madrid, Cairo. All right, all right. he's trying to perform in Cairo. I guarantee London. you he's not doing any of these days, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, this will never happen. 
This nigga's not torn. Yeah, I've never seen a sheet like this that says 16 million up front. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like a text message, like a screenshot from a text message. Uh, okay, okay. I was like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Okay. Yeah. Hey, man. Shout out to you, I guess. Do your thing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> any other thing to say before we get into these topics, man? Anything uh, else on your mind? Valentine's Day is coming up. It is. Three y'all days. ready? Are y'all prepared? Yeah, Are you man. ever prepared? Mm. Y'all, y'all doing a big one this year? The big one? Nah, it's going to be calm. Yeah. Calm. Uh, probably stinging orders, get some food, keep it chill. Oh, then on the 15th, hitting the, the Tanache show in that radius. It's going to be random. I'm that's, get you that's treacherous, bro. <laughs> that's treacherous, bro. <laughs> Seeing Tanache on Valentine's Day (laughs) (laughs) sounds sounds dangerous. (laughs) Put you through the ring. (laughs) The ultimate test of my love. (laughs) (laughs) Test of my commitment. (laughs) Choose your lust wisely. (laughs) I should have got a custom shirt that says "I'm too warm." (laughs) Man. Did you watch her? Did any of you guys watch the? Uh, did oh, she have a no. tiny desk? Yes. I saw a clip of it. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Bro. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was told it was like, "Hey, y'all don't talk about that because it didn't really sound the greatest." Oh my god! <laughs> but I, I think it really is because she doesn't have songs that are supposed to be performed that way. Nope. Yeah, like I, I, mean, I think that's like her best song to me that uh that all my friends are wasted, and that's not a song he really sings like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but yeah, don't you was about to ask something? Uh how do you know when to do the big one? Like know. the big V Day. You just gotta have that feeling, bro. If you feel like doing some tricking, if you get like overcome with the tricking spirit, that probably is when when yeah. you get that feeling. That's all that really like, is. It's like I feel like a trip is the big one, right? You do a Valentine's Day trip? Uh, I don't know. I, well, I mean, because if even if you do like a staycation, like a nice hotel room could be expensive too. True. Ooh. Yeah. That ain't a bad one. You know Replace all y'all beds with water beds. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> man. Uh, now, in the uh, big one where you got to like fill up all the rooms with like balloons and all that type of shit. Hell yeah. They just cover the whole shit. What yeah. about this? What about this? Y'all, you take a hotel, you buy the whole, you buy the whole like, floor. Hey man, let me get my shit off. <laughs> you buy the whole floor, and then when you take her up, you get once y'all get out the elevator, all the rows is like on the floors, like walking past the rooms, and every room y'all walk past, another couple in y'all family walk out the door. <laughs> It spell out like a word or spell out your names or something like that. It just clap. <laughs> this is a serious finale of Scrubs or something. Every every door is more confused. I'm Jackie. I'm Shirley. Mom? Hey. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man, think outside the box, bro. (laughs) I don't want to see any of them people, bro. They're clapping you as you walk to your room. (laughs) Oh, you finna take your girl to (laughs) 
to the town. It's crazy. <laughs> and all your family surrounding you. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. That's, you're talking about she has nice. no idea. Yeah, man. Hey, it's Black History Month. Um, Valentine's Day. We got to celebrate Black love, man. So if you got a Black lover, then love on your partner. Hey, if you don't have a Black lover, if you whatever race you choose, man, love on your partner, man. Yeah, we got to stress that. We got to stress that these days. Yeah. <laughs> We've been coming off real racial lately. And I don't, yeah. uh, this this pot is, is all about love and uh, inclusivity, man. So mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. stress that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, anything else to say before we get up, uh, into these stories? Nah. All right. Uh, when I first was going to go into the story, I wanted to name it Drake Spine Fit and Love for Bones. But I had to regulate that title and I just put Drake Spine Fit. Um, I don't know how much we're going to go into this. <laughs> But there's an angle here that we I feel safe to take. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, I don't know what you're this. talking about. With you. Uh, you feel uh, safe to take? Me? No, it's a, it's an angle I feel safe taking. Um, okay. it was a video of Drake leaked this week. I'm sure none of us have seen it. I'm I hope none of us have seen it. Um, but it has the internet in in a frenzy. Um, the angle I'm going to take here is. Is the <laughs> I'm gonna bring up a clip and I'm gonna I'm gonna address not a clip of the vet, that video. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna address uh, it's a video of somebody addressing the video, gotcha. and he's asking a good question. I want to know what y'all feel about this question that he's asking. This was one of the biggest moments in cultural history for the LGBTQ plus community. I saw more. Men debating, talking about, praising, and endeavoring into conversation about Drake's dick than I've seen on anything involving a woman in a long time. And then there was so much dick discourse on the timeline that this is a very important moment for discussions of sexual fluidity of breaking down stereotypes. And we went from, is it okay to say that a man is handsome? To say, oh, that's a good-looking brother. And we jumped to, shit, I didn't know Drake had it like that, man. Drake is the meat messiah. Drake is the... I'm telling you, like, like they're looking at me. <laughs> the meat messiah. <laughs> The first question I'm going to ask here is, do y'all agree that it it was ridiculous on the timeline this week? I I didn't see a lot. I saw... I'm trying to... I I, I don't know. I saw... I definitely saw women talking about it. Um, They were like, you know what I'm saying? I, I seen that. But I feel like it lasted just maybe that morning. And I didn't see much after that. See, I, I, I don't know if he was on on the timeline like that. I'm gonna let these go, and then I'm gonna pull up this these tweets. I, oh, yeah, I, I knew it was strange when I saw. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of discourse around it, but I did see someone shortly after making like a TikTok, like trying to do what he did, and that confused me because I was like, 
Why would you do that? What's going on here, bro? Like, what's going on here, bro? I think uh, part of it is, I think, trying to be humorous and hopefully part of it is like shock value. I can't because even like looking at some of these accounts, like they don't all seem real. Mm. Sometimes I think it is some spam in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second thing I'm going to ask, you, I feel like this was leaked on purpose. I'm trying to think because if there would be a person to do it, it would be him. But, and this might sound like insane, but I feel like there's power in um, the unknown. Okay, I can see what you're saying. And I feel like once, you know, like once the meat is out there, like once it's accessible to people, yeah, it kind of takes away the mystique. You know what I'm saying? I, I I don't think it's good to have uh, your meat leaked. I feel like it's best to keep that. You know, you, you want to be a hidden surprise. <laughs> but it has helped certain people. You got to think Safari. <sighs> has it helped them, though? Yeah, Safari would be an afterthought if, if women didn't think he was meated up. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, I think you could say he is an afterthought. Respectfully. Well, he did that on his own. He got the pop. He got the boost, and then just was like, "All right, I don't know what to do with this." I, th- I like. I think he. It could be intentional, and I kind of wouldn't put it past it. But it's also to consider. It almost has to be because does he like? He usually doesn't have any type of like leaks outside of like mm-hmm. some rare music. So for like mm-hmm. something like this to leak. It just kind of seems like one. Why now? Because if anything was going to leak, it probably would have been leaked already. Like Drake been Drake for a long time. That's true. I, I don't see an accidental leak. Yeah, it, it just seems weird because Drake is really at that point where he needs some women back on his side. The women are leaving his his uh his side in droves right now. Um, for a lot of his recent nefarious activity. This is nefarious activity as well, but now you can at least get the lust factor or the lust angle for women to come back on your side. I don't know if it's going to work, but who knows? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to work because I feel like the any I feel like lust will always be there because it's not based off who he is as a person. Mm. For the most part... Actually, I, I, I think when Honestly, it comes to lust, I right? He can lose his lust. The lust he can lose the lust that some of his fans have based off of his activities. Like if he continues to do things that they deem corny, that's gonna diminish the lust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I mean I asked this because I mean I, I I've seen a few TikToks of women addressing it. Hold on, I, I got a TikTok I'm gonna bring up. It's a woman talking about like how this didn't this leak did not help her her uh fuck with Drake again. It just like kind of confirmed her suspicions. I'll let her talk, but mm. just see what she said on this thing. And I feel like this is what a lot of women are saying right now. I regret to inform you, excited folks. You guys are missing the major the bigger picture of this whole Drake debacle. Like, think about how much of a cornball you have to be to have all of those things in your favor 
You understand what I'm saying? You have so much in your favor and you still can't keep a chick. You can't keep a female. They don't stick around. They don't want him. And you could say, oh, it's him. It's him. No, it's not. Drake is a clingy lover boy that loves attention. And if he could have a woman stick around and want to be with him, he would. But he can't. So to me, I've always looked at him as a cornball. I've never been attracted to him or his persona. And the fact that we come to find that he has all of that and still can't keep a female, a valid chick, makes him even less attractive to me. Hey, we get it. Hi. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like this. Uh, these birds, bro, get in front of the camera and talk as if they know shit for fact, bro. What are you talking about? You think. Dog, oh, come on, fam. What are we doing here? You don't think Drake can't keep one? <laughs> They do seem to leave him. She's saying the meat ain't enough, bro. Oh my god! I, I I just don't like when people talk for fact, man. Y'all don't know what what he got going on. But but to assume that Drake can't keep a girl, nigga, it's fucking Drake. He could keep ten of them at one time if he truly wanted to. And they ain't going nowhere. Well, but 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 she said she did say quality. Yeah, I think that's the thing. They that's look right, at like real. Rihanna leaving. They look at like Serena leaving, and all these, all the like the top women that we think of when yeah. we think about Drake. Not, not, not the little IG chicks, like the, yeah. the, the established. So, I have my own name, reputation. So that's quality to the to to what the women are saying. Yeah, they're saying uh, that's quality. So would, I mean, I mean, you would look at you would consider Rihanna quality. A quality no, no, for, woman, for sure. Old girl that was talking uh, all that shit in that video. Would she say that she's a quality woman? <laughs> nah, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you oh. see the video? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I know what you're saying. Just, <laughs> look, it, d- d- do you think that she would consider herself a quality woman? You would say yeah. Yeah, I don't know her personally. I don't know what she does, but <laughs> from the outside, yeah, yes. Yeah, she would. All right. So I'm pretty sure Drake, if he wanted to, could get a, a woman that's not in, that doesn't have a, an incredibly large name, and he could keep her if he wanted to. Yeah. I And I don't think this way, but I'm presenting a point. You got to look at the to women like if you look at who Drake got pregnant he got a, a cam girl pregnant <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, he's making songs now about some chick that work at a vacation rentals property in Trinidad <laughs> or wherever he, he was like staying at like he, he doing like little shit that you would do when you like 21 he mm-hmm. couldn't even keep Courtney from Hooters on Peach Street yeah <laughs> but all right but here's my thing is he trying to keep them he, th- if, if looking on the outside in, it just looks like he don't. That's not the life for him. It's to be uh, with. Didn't he have a whole I, collection of Birkins for his future wife? I think that's the yeah. final goal, bro. I, no, I think I think, and what we're seeing is, and I, I saw a different TikTok about something like this. Like he started off as that, but he slowly, as those things have failed, like those relationships have failed, kind of turned into like the fuck my ex. 
kind of like scolding, not scolding, but like I'm, I'm beaten and battered by women as opposed to like being a lover boy. He's kind of made that gradual transition, at least in the music in some way. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I don't know. Drake is a weird thing, uh, weird, not weird person. Like, uh, I don't know how to explain that, but he's a weird case because he can get anybody he wants to really, but it just seems like it doesn't really happen like that. Yeah, and I feel like we'll never really, we'll never truly know because he always shifts the blame on the women. <laughs> so we'll never really know what this nigga really be doing. Could could this be a way, a, a situation of him not seeing himself as, or having an awareness of seeing himself how maybe he's actually perceived compared to how he perceives himself? Because that also can be a problem, like why or how you can keep somebody. <laughs> Like if you view yeah. yourself a particular way, that makes you go after a particular type of people. It's like that shouldn't be where you at. Of course, you mm. got a better chance of like fucking up. So you saying he he attacking the wrong women? Mm. The type he of woman to. he think he need may not be the woman he he really do need. Yeah, a part of me just thinks like he just a regular nigga that love big asses and uh, light skinned women, but. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it does kind of all make sense because if you think about what his dad was all the way in Memphis and he said he couldn't come to Canada for 18 years. <laughs> and his mom was complaining about who wanted to be 70 and alone. So it's not like he probably know how to have a decent relationship in the first place. Uh, that's true. That's, true. Yeah. Uh, that's Do y'all think that he got the DDO? What kind of question is this? What the fuck is a DDL? They, they oh, said he no, got no, a no, dick lift. Absolutely <laughs> not, bro. <laughs> they said he got the Dominican dick lift, bro. That's what they said. <laughs> Dominican <laughs> dick lift. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to keep this conversation as far away from that as possible, bro. <laughs> All right, man. I'm just, I just the people want to know. Hey, no, don't miss the people. They ain't gonna know from us. Yeah, like that. That's another pie for y'all. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Why? Why did he say that about this, his spine fit? It's because a lot of you niggas are spineless. Like, why is he doing this? And that's the thing. Those type of things make me think that maybe it is like he can't keep a woman. Maybe he's saying shit like that <laughs> in the relationships. <laughs> And they're just like, it's no way I could spend 20 plus years with a nigga that says shit like this. <laughs> that, that's that, fair. Explain what he said first so the listeners know oh, what we're talking so about. So when he, Drake, um, during his, it was, it's all a blur part three, whatever tour. Um, oh, I guess that now has J. Cole and they added a little Dirk. Uh, he had on like a, 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 a Tyrannosaurus Rex Spine <laughs> vest. <laughs> And I guess the, the internet was talking about it in confusion. And the next day he went and he's like, I, got, I had this on or I got this on because a lot of these niggas are spineless as fuck. <laughs> Duh, it's I fucked just, up. It's, <laughs> I wish I was there when he thought of that shit. Because you know what was after. 
after he saw niggas talking about it, he was like, how do I explain? Charles came to him like, hey, they, they need an explanation, dog. <laughs> Shit, they hate yeah. the fit. They hate the fit. <laughs> that nigga got the crew together. They call party. <laughs> party. What are you thinking about this? Man? Why I had that shit on? Let's workshop mm. some explanations, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like it. It's like the yin and the yang of Drake. Drake is cool as hell. He makes great music. And like it's so much going for him, but then it, it's like the white part of the yang. <laughs> it's like shit like this goes into the white part of the yang. <laughs> you can't keep that one under control. No, <laughs> straight battle. Uh, it's crazy. Drake dropped that album and said, "I need to go get some rest. My stomach hurts." And then proceeded to drop another album and then go right back on tour. Hasn't rested since, but that's not possible, fam. That's nah. not possible, fam. He needs to he needs to be in the spotlight. Yeah, to keep the wave going. Uh we all wanna go into Joe versus the streamers. Oh man. Uh Joe Button on his recent uh pot, not the most recent one, but on the one last week, um, addressed Travis Scott's um performance. Where <laughs> he had similar sentiments to us, like, what the fuck is going on on the stage? He kept saying, Fiend, the heavy cry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he addressed um, Kai being Kai the streamer, the, the Twitch streamer that we talk about a lot, being upset that uh, Travis Scott didn't win for Utopia. And that killer Mike won. And so, yeah, Joe got on his pod and kind of came at Kai Sinat, uh, saying that, um, like, nobody's paying attention to you young niggas and shit like that. I don't know. Do, should we play that or do, do y'all have like a general understanding of what Joe said? I didn't hear it. I'm trying to, re- I don't know if I remember what he said about the streamers. All that fucking they, they robbed me ten times or something he said. Well, he said listen to this guy. Calm the fuck down. Everybody calm the fuck down. Listen to the young I niggas. I don't know who this is, okay? Hey, brother. God bless you. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know who yeah. you are. Positivity you. Playing for you, bro. Positivity out the window. <laughs> who, who decided this motherfucker? <laughs> who the fuck decided this motherfucker? Hello, Utopia. Yes, nigga. Neither of those are better than. Yes, Michael. Over Utopia. Metro Boomin. Shut your ass up, nigga. Yo, y'all little streamer niggas don't always run shit. Shut the fuck up. That's the. Some people don't give a fuck about your numbers. Yeah, Yeah. we don't care about none of that little streamy mosh pit. Uh, marked card, whatever you niggas is doing over there. And let's keep it a buck. The, uh, Parks, you said it. Utopia was mid, yo. Yeah. You didn't deserve to win. I'll say it. Fuck that. You fucking Topia. <laughs> that shit was ass. You Nopia, nigga. <laughs> that nigga's just crazy. I don't, I don't like that nigga Parks, bro. I hate the way he talks. <laughs> Chiming in with his black scent. I don't like that. And this is going to add to the narrative that we're, we're, <laughs> that we're too black in this pod. But I just don't, I don't like it. Hey, I've been excused of worse than being too black, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as far as the, the it's, it's a, 
it's a tale as old as time, like the old versus young in hip hop. Hip hop has always been seen as a young person's sport and young person's game. Um, so this little back and forth has has existed for a long time. Um, it happened when Cam was talking about Jay Z for wearing chancletas and and wearing jeans on the beach. Like, um, my, I say that to say. Does there need to be more of a positive spin on this, or is this discourse okay? Is this discourse just a the generation gap talking? Because um, I saw Killer Mike's response. Killer Mike's response is rooted in positivity. He said, "Love to love to Kai, I, I, you know, much love to that brother, and you know, we just celebrating the wins over here." Does it need to be framed like that on all sides, or is this discourse okay? I think I guess it's fine. It's honestly, it's just opinions about opinions. I don't, I don't really think it even had anything to do with like the streamers thinking they're running anything. I, I really just think it's a disconnect from knowing an artist and who they are and kind of what their skill level may be. If you don't know the music and you haven't listened to it, then that's fine. But that's just kind of the opinion. I'm, I'm kind of almost surprised that this gained so much steam or so much attention because it's not really much anything. There, mm-hmm. You're, I'm sure you would find another wave of people in that same age, gra- age group who, if they were somewhat of a casual fan, would, would say and think the same things. Mm. Just off the sheer fact of this is what I know and what I've listened to versus what I don't know and what I haven't listened to. Yeah, but don't you think it has evolved? Because now it's going to Aiden Ross chiming in saying that he he buy he he'll buy like Joe Budden or some shit like that. Well, I think maybe Kai said that. I don't know if Aiden Ross will say he'll buy another black man. No, no. But them them pretty much saying we make more money than you. Like shut up talking to me. Um. It's it's kind of devolved into that, and yeah, but that's any that's any type of back and forth. At some point, at some point in any argument, somebody's gonna say you broke. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the black way of taking it up a notch. Especially if like that's when you know, like you you're not really arguing about anything for real. At this point, somebody says something, and then somebody responded and raised a voice. So now it's almost like I gotta keep going back and forth with this person. Do the do the young people deserve a voice though? Should yeah. we not be as dismissive as Joe? Because it sounds like Joe, and I'm presenting points here. It sounds like Joe is being dismissive to Kai and Aiden, saying they just little teeny bopper streamer niggas. Like they their opinion doesn't matter in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they could be. That's, that could be correct. Their opinion, I guess, doesn't necessarily matter in hip hop, but they're still going to have an opinion. This is tough because I'm trying to think like. (laughs) I'm trying to think of all the people that I value their musical opinion. And rarely is it somebody that's younger than me. Is it a reason for that? (laughs) Maybe maybe I just don't value uh, young niggas' opinion. I, I could be that. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm thinking about it. It's like I, I, I understand why people feel that way because music is such a um, uh, subjective. Uh, I, it, it, I was trying to find like it, it's so linked to time and where you were and that feeling that you had the first time you heard this, first time you heard that. 
that I could see how someone younger speaking about uh, music that they weren't really there for, you don't value it. Because mm-hmm. you're treating it different. You, you, you're just listening, but you wasn't there. You don't know the feeling of it. You, you wasn't, you know, you didn't hear it on the radio constantly. You didn't uh, hear it at, you know, parties and all that. And I feel like that's what a lot of the old heads feel as well. When we talk about, you know, the, the older artists that we weren't really around for. So I, I get it. I feel, and I feel like it's always going to be a thing. I feel like when it comes to music, you you kind of trust the people that was there for it more so than the people that are just listening with new ears. OK. Yeah. So, I mean, does that that's a good point. And that's that's something to think about. I, I'd ask this, though. So for us being we, we were 30s and 30 area so we grew up in the 90s we we weren't really conscious in the 90s of what we were listening to uh thousands is more thousands and after that is more when we knew what was going on we can't so you're saying that you wouldn't trust us to speak on 90s music because we weren't in the clubs we weren't outside during that era we were listening to it off of purely like entertainment. Like, let me throw this on real quick. I, I, I wouldn't trust our opinion over somebody who was there. Okay. Mm. I say that compared to you like, like, so you someone who's like quality wise. Like, what do you mean? Like what opinion, what part? Cause I guess you can, if you can hear a song that you weren't around to like, see the impact of it or like see it in real time, but you can understand and like know the quality of a good song or a song that would be considered a hit or a, a, a good, a, per, a well put together song, like in, in a, a wide variety of form. Yeah. I, I think I, it's I all about taste, bro. To me. It is. But then also if it's a taste thing then we, we just, we're not going to have a debate about nothing. I'm going to just leave it at that type thing like I, I would never debate with somebody younger than me on what's a better album a uh, black album or uh, late registration or some shit like that there's nothing for us to debate about Why not? I can hear what you think I can hear what you think and I, I'll take that in but I'm not <laughs> debating with you nah See, I don't know I don't know about that I think that you could be young and have great music taste like no matter if you were around in, during that era or not, because technically we were <clears throat> Black Album came out in two thousand one. Uh, we we weren't it? outside like that. Two thousand one, two thousand three, no. some somewhere around there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we, I mean, we were like thirteen, <laughs> so we Ooh, weren't outside. We listening with like. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So you're saying, but, but we experienced that, like a one in six apart. Exactly. We experienced that, and okay, okay. And we were into music when that dropped. We like when it dropped. We were like, this is the album we need to listen to, like right now. Like this is, and it we heard it everywhere. This is back when they pl- actually played songs on the radio, and you couldn't escape that shit. Okay, I'm just I'm just thinking of like if a a nigga tried a little nigga me. Um, if we talking about like 80s or 70s music, and I'm like nigga, I listen to. I go back and listen to that music or, you know, I, I try mm-hmm. to do my research and, you know, listen to discographies and shit. And 
if a nigga be like, oh, you wasn't around, like you didn't go to the uh, sweaty Mississippi parties. But you would have to value that. It, it would be like, yo, listen, I was at the uh, speakeasies when uh, <laughs> I was at the Mr. Ricky's grand opening. <laughs> The grand opening of Mr. Ricky's. <laughs> I was, yeah, I I see what you're saying, but I don't know. I I wish a nigga would try to try to get that off of me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ricky's grand opening. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, think I don't know. Bro. That's something to do with taste, though. Like I, I could at least have a somewhat of a light conversation or debate with somebody who was younger if they at least went back and like listen because I think that's also a thing like you have to want to go back mm-hmm. to, to listen to older things so I think if somebody is showing I guess that they've done that or had a willingness to do that at least it's worth the conversation um I, it, I have a cutoff I have a cutoff if you're in your if you're in your teens I'm not debating my generation's music with you I'm just sorry of it it's unfortunate. Now, if you want to talk about some yeet shit, you want to put me on to some young nigga shit, I'm all in. <laughs> but when it comes to our shit, nah, I'm, I'm cool. I think the hardest part is, like, do you just really want to be having a back and forth with, like, a 20-year-old in the first place? No. I mean, if you want views, yeah. I mean, we, we see what the yeah. play is there. No, I mean, like, in real life. Nah. No. Nah. Like, you, like, in real life, if somebody was trying to, like, debate some music with you. You know yeah. what's crazy? I, th- I think for a twenty year old, if you try to debate anything with me, I'm just going to be like, "Nah, I don't care." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you could be right as hell. <laughs> I'm just thinking, nigga, you gotta live life. <laughs> that shit gonna change. Yeah, so hey, I don't know. Peace to them brothers, man. Prayers for peace. I don't think it's a real big issue. Um, I seen Kai sign with Nike, so big ups to Kai. Um, on that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he making big moves off the streaming shit. Nobody saw this coming, bro. I don't know who the first streamers were. Joe Button was really one of the first like streamer niggas, so that's kind of ironic here. Um, but I didn't see the streaming shit becoming this. Hell yeah, you, you got uh, look at Act Two. Act was Act. one of the first niggas really on that wave. Ah. Yeah, I never thought it would get to the point where it's straight shows. It's they they got their shows and people tune in and Kai's doing a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff he does, he's he's creative as hell. I, I don't find him he's not necessarily entertaining to me, but I can appreciate the stuff he does on there and the thought he puts into it. He's not just talking. He's making sure it's like a you know, a lot of production goes into it. Yeah, I find little parts funny and I, I feel like the group shit that they do is funny. It's like some of the little silent library shit that they do or they got little challenges. I find that type of shit funny. But like when he's just talking on stream about random shit, that that's that's really not for me. Yeah. Um but yeah, salute to Kai, man. I'm 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 here for black black men um, you know, succeeding anyway. Uh where else we where we want to take this here? We want to go to Monique's conversational club, Shay Shay. <clears throat> Great interview. You you guys all watch it? Yeah, I saw it. Um, oh, you really what, watched the whole thing? Yeah, I had it in the background when I was working up. Um, what I mean, what Donna, you said it was great. So let's start with you. What you what you think? I mean, I always like to hear Monique talk because I feel like she, I don't know, she has uh, 
when she does speak, it's entertaining to me. And she had a lot of great stories and and her like her personal story is nuts. I didn't really know all that much about um fa- the family issues she had and uh like you know the issues she had with her brother um and him you know sexually abusing her and all that it, it was it, it was it's a crazy story from where she was and to where she is now and um I also think she had a lot of valid points with uh uh the people she has issues with like Oprah and Tyler Perry and uh, whoever. Yeah, that's what that's the angle I was going to take here. I was going to ask, um, do y'all have an issue with Shannon Sharp using his platform for so much? Not using because I wouldn't say he's bringing the negativity there, but allowing his platform to be used for negativity. We see the stories with Tyler Perry on this one, uh, Kevin Hart, uh, and a few other ones that Monique mentioned having an issue with. And it's in the same tone as the Cat Williams interview where um, just airing out grievances and things like that. While that's been interviews since the beginning of time, it just seems like it's a lot of this happening on this platform. Y'all see this as a negative or is all all uh, publicity, good publicity, no matter if it's negative or positive? For me, I, I didn't... I, and I saw that too, people comparing the Monique interview to the Cat Williams interview. And I look at them as two completely different interviews. I mm. feel like for the most part, what Monique was saying, she wasn't trying to be, um, I don't think she was trying to be in, intentionally disrespectful to the people that she was talking about. It, it, it felt like more like a therapy session uh, for her, just explaining, you know, why she feels this way. And and just kind of getting it out. And I feel like Shannon did a really good job of navigating that interview. I think he did way better in this interview than he did in the Cat Williams one mm-hmm. to give her that opportunity to, you know, really speak on what she's been going through in the industry and making it a real safe uh, space for her. And I think if people look at it in a negative light, they'll, they'll say it was a negative interview. But I, I looked I looked at that interview as a straight positive. I thought it was good for a lot of people to uh, hear. I think for people working in that space, it was good for them to hear. And I, I have no issue with what Shannon's doing right now. I think he, w- what he's doing is great. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hope he, you know, keeps allowing people to come up there and just kind of speak how they feel on some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it depends on how you view what is being said. If you believe what's being said, then I feel like it's easy to see it as it's a great thing because it's a platform to like share a truth and, and get the uh, correct a narrative, get your type of get your side of the story out there or call out like some, you know, BS bad behavior. Uh, because at the end of the day, if it's true and these people are doing these things, like it wouldn't be an issue if they just weren't doing them. Uh, but if you feel like everything is being fabricated or exaggerated or isn't always true, then you'll probably see it as a negative because it's like now you're going over here lying and making up stories and creating like this, this whirlwind of, of, I don't know, chaos and, and negativity, uh, based off of how I guess he's conducting these interviews and what he's allowing to be said. So I personally didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, I, I guess I took it as she was just 
being truthful to some extent because I, I don't really think there would be a reason to exaggerate any of it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's where the, the caveat is. Is like if she's being truthful, and I'm not saying she's not, but I'm I'm speaking on the the side uh, from the perspective of the people that she's um, addressing here. Um, so say Kevin Hart. If she's speaking on the Kevin Hart situation, Kevin Hart has no uh, ability to combat this type of stuff. D.L. Hughley, he he ended up addressing it afterwards, but he he has no room to tell his perspective. And I understand that's, like I said, how a lot of interviews are. Like, they're not going to have multiple sides. It's not a debate platform. Um, But that's where a lot of people are saying it's negative because now it's painting this person. It painted Kevin Hart in a bad light as a, you know, as a person that um, not only as a bad friend, but as a bad business partner, you said you're going to do something, you didn't keep your word, and then I don't hear from you, or you have an agent reach out on your behalf, shutting down a project. So it's painting people in a bad light, whether it's the truth or not, that's up in the air, that's to whoever it's concerning. But um, that's my question. Now, I like what Shannon's doing. Like, I, I feel like he, he's the person to do this. He create, like you said, he creates a safe space because he's like that cool uncle. He's cool with everybody. And he just allows a person to vent. But I don't like um, just this war that I feel like is happening between like all these comedians, all these entertainers. And it's just like, why we continue to tear down each other? I guess it's it. Again, is it a teardown if it's true? Because I guess if what is being communicated or expressed is true, and I'll even more so reference it specifically more to the Monique thing, because I think people more so felt like what Kat was saying is a little bit more exaggerated, but hers may be a little bit more specific. If it is true, wouldn't that mean they had these people along the way did some sort of tearing down in their own way, shape, or form or, uh, during this process leading up until now? That's, that's, that's a good point. And maybe this is the only way she can get her word out. And that's the only way she's going to get resolution in these, these matters. So I can see that point. Um, yeah, but it just has a sense of me. It's just like, damn, I wish like niggas could all just be celebrated. And I know that's not realistic, but this was one of those things that if we have a platform of you got to look at these views. I think Shannon got five mil on this. And what was it? 34 on the cat Williams. Like it's not only black people watching this, it's everybody watching this. And mm-hmm. to have a platform like this where everybody watching and we sitting on there trashing this person or saying this person is, uh, what did he say? Earthquake is the, uh, dyslexic. Like if, if my, if, if I'm being called dyslexic in a country bumpkin and it can't read on a platform that gets 34 million views, I feel like that's negative. It, it, and that's why I didn't want to compare the Cat Williams to the Monique interview because I feel like that's Cat. He, you, you could tell he was on a mission to disrespect motherfuckers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I could understand your feelings on that. Like this, this is a little bit negative, and yeah, it's it, it doesn't paint us in the best light. I think that's why you got to have them one offs. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to have one of them one off ignorant joints <laughs> for the for the people, but. I, I I don't look. I still don't look at Shannon's platform as uh, just a platform of negativity. 
I think that was just, you know, it was a one-off that he got off. And we know what, you know, the disrespect brings. It brings views. Yeah, Kevin Hart gonna have to pull up. <laughs> this is the second interview. He just been getting shitted up. <laughs> and honestly, shit, show up to the platform, bro. I'm pretty sure Shannon would welcome I don't, Kevin I don't Hart. Want to Kevin talk. Hart to go up there. Kevin Hart not gonna. Kevin Hart gonna say a lot of words, but he not gonna say shit. That's true. Yeah, yeah maybe that's true. Yeah, I mean, I seen... got, got too much to lose. Yeah, that's like The Rock when uh, when he came on the pivot. And they asked him about like navigating his black privilege, like how as a Samoan, um, being mixed with some uh Samoan, he can like kind of have some wiggle room of being black. Mm-hmm. And he just completely avoided the question. He was like, I love you guys, man, and just like kind of laughed it off. I think Kevin Hart would <laughs> do some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but I saw the Mike Epps um denied the request to pull up um and made a joke insinuating something that I won't repeat on here. Uh, just because I don't want to, you know, put that in there and say I don't like negativity and then bring negativity like that into this show. So, uh, but yeah, that that was interesting. Damn. Uh, see, you got a story you want to go into? Uh, honestly, I just want to talk about Gail King. Let's do it. Because I've been trying to look at this situation from like a different perspective. So last week, was this on the pivot too? Mm, yes, this was on the pivot. Okay, yeah. So Gail King, she uh, was on the pivot and she was sharing a story about how, I guess, some guy she was dating or had begun to date. Um, he he asked for like $4,000 because he needed $4,000. And she told him he was going to pay him back in like, what was it, like a week and a half? Time out. What, so she's dating a guy. This is the first date or something? Or no, they uh, were in a relationship. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so they were dating for about two months. And she asked for four thousand dollars to help cover to cover his child support issue. And he said that he was gonna pay it back in like a week and a half or something like that. She gave him mm-hmm. the money, he paid it back on time, but she said that she uh never looked at the relationship the same and couldn't get over it. Now, looking at it from a situation, I'm not assuming Gail King was dating some guy who just Bro. didn't ha- have the four thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But so I'm trying to understand the situation of who who she could have been dating. Where it's like, I need the four thousand, I'll give it back to you, and gives it back to you on time, but doesn't have four thousand dollars to excess to pay the child support without asking. Stevie J. <laughs> and if Gail King got bread I don't want to look at $4,000 like if somebody asking me for $4,000 like I would compare that to more like a hundred I'm interested when this was like when did this happen is this a recent situation or is this like years ago uh, I'm assuming this was years ago it didn't seem like it was anything recent because $4,000 years ago could be a little, you know, you might not have access to it. I mean, but it's Gil King. Uh, yeah, and I think the general message of this was uh, a lot of people are saying that borrowing money from your woman is um, it's tricky because it can change the dynamic of the of the relationship. Um, well, it does it does it depend that it was for child support or just in general? Because also, if I reframe it, like four thousand dollars to Gil King again might be like what. 
200 to us, I want to put mm-hmm. like in a realistic perspective. So if somebody's mm-hmm. like, yo, can I borrow $200? Like, it might, it's not as impactful again as somebody asking you right now for four four. Yeah, no, I, I think the child support definitely is another thing that kind of throws a wrench in there. But I'm one of those people that don't really, like, I, I'd have to be like super down bad to be like, especially ask my my girl, like, hey, can I borrow? Let's let's translate it here. Maybe like fifty dollars, maybe. <laughs> nah, fifty dollars is a little less. A hundred dollars. Let's say a hundred Especially after two months. Yeah, I feel like isn't that the right time to ask though? Like, isn't for most? <laughs> no. What? From what? From a from a man or like a like a like a. I know Brandon were reading the pimp books and he's he's up on the pimpology, <laughs> so you might have to see where I'm going with this. But in the first two months, like you real honeymoon phase, so that's where you might feel like you can do your best finessing and like get a couple ends, like, oh, can you help I, me out? Money, money, like borrowing money and stuff like that make me itch at, at a, like early on. Like we gotta be deep into the shit to do the money transaction shit. Like you already you always see the the people asking like uh, I need my nail not it was one text that said like uh my electricity about to be off or some shit. I need fifty dollars. Like that type of shit is like dusty to me. <laughs> well well I just yes. I, this also I think more so because you probably wouldn't put yourself in a position to, to date a woman who said my electricity no. is cut off. <laughs> Say just in general, you wouldn't ask like you wouldn't ask somebody you dating even early on, like for some money to cover a bill or gas or something like that. And so it just well, I don't know, but I'm just saying for me, it just would seem weird. Yeah, for me, if you're asking me that early on, you don't have any shame. And you need to have shame when dating me. You need to you need to know when something's shameful. If you don't care about that, there's a lot of shit you don't care about. And it's just not gonna work out, dog. Yeah. And I think that that should be applied here. Asking for four thousand dollars for a child that's not mine. Like yeah. I understand, like you may need it, and it's it just don't ask me that. Find somebody else. Real shit. That that that's my thing. I will go to anybody else before I go to a girl that I'm trying to make it seem like I'm stable. <laughs> like I got my shit together. <laughs> it's Gail King, nigga. <laughs> I, I fucking pawn my belongings before I make make it seem like I'm broke to her. Bro, I go to Oprah before I go. <laughs> I'm like, what's over number? I, I'm trying to set up something. <laughs> Steal a number off the phone and shit. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get, yeah, trying to get money. Doing that too early just makes you seem a little unstable. And not everybody wants to deal with the instability. Now, yeah, yeah. You might be able to trick some with like, this is how you hold it down. Or like, you was a ride or die, but it's like, nah, nobody got time for somebody to have to be asking for bill money every couple months. <laughs> Yeah, bro, that's probably the least attractive thing you can do for me. It's just be like trying to borrow money for like little shit too, like my phone bill about to get cut up. Like, girl, if you don't get a fucking payment arrangement, <laughs> get out my face. <laughs> Wait, I, if, if you were if you were about to if you were about to go on a date with a chick and she said, 
can you send me $15 for some gas money so I can come out? No. Is that like, now I, now I got to cancel the date? Yes, it's canceled. Like, I'm not doing that, bro. <laughs> That's how you respond. <laughs> you show, you show the open table joint. <laughs> <laughs> confirmation email. Hey, reservation. You, uh, you, probably, you probably don't even get the update. You just show up on her calendar and delete it. <laughs> Oh, oh shit, man. Calendar <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that, that remind me of some petty shit. I, I wouldn't really call it petty. But I had this chick that we would, um, we had a shared note of like shit we would do together and shit we was planning to do it. And then when when the shit ended, I guess I deleted that shit immediately. <laughs> Cause she was being petty. I think she blocked me on IG and so shit. So I was like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was deleted one by one. Too. <laughs> oh shit, man! Edits are being made on our <laughs> on our future, our future twenty twenty three. Oh shit, that shit was so petty, man. <laughs> oh man, oh but yeah, man, don't 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 do that. It's a borrow buddy shit, dog. Yeah, yeah, come on. Now, wife and husband. I mean, y'all, you know, y'all together. Y'all probably got the same banking. Well, no, I don't know. Just handle it how you want to, but there's no for me. Don't ask me to borrow no money. You know, I'll have the same respect. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not having money, man, what's what's y'all poorest story? Do y'all have a poor story? Uh, I'll read y'all some examples of um some of them. Like th- this was a trending topic this week on Twitter. Uh, one dude said that he clipped a coupon for uh, buy one, get one free quarter pounder. And he just waited at McDonald's for somebody to order <laughs> and then begged him to, help to let him use the coupon <laughs> to get the other one. <laughs> 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 that nigga was just sitting in the lobby waiting for somebody to order a quarter pounder. <laughs> 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 That's, that's fucking hilarious. That nigga had to sprint over once. <laughs> hey, brother, hold on. Make that two. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, no. If a nigga ever did that shit to me, man, <laughs> I, I, I feel so bad. I'll probably give him some more shit. All right, nigga, what else do you need? <laughs> I'm going to get you a fry or some shit, bro. But yeah, somebody else said they donated plasma like three times a week. Boy, that's my story. <laughs> Man. Them, them plasma days, I come back to the crib dead. <laughs> like a vampire take my ass. <laughs> I was gone. I was sleeping for hours. <laughs> bro, that was the most shameful shit I've ever done for money. It was $35. I'm giving away parts of my body, bro. <laughs> that was pepping me out, bro. <laughs> They got so good. They can they can get my veins easy. We got just go to the same spot. Yeah. Do y'all have any other stories, man? Any stories about being super broke or when y'all was like, all right, this ain't it. It's not the poorest, but the wildest thing that was done was I ended up in like a we ended up in like a police lineup for like what? forty dollars. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? You in a sitcom, nigga? <laughs> this, 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 this. 
It's gonna sound crazy. When I explain this story, it's gonna sound crazy. We at Orland Mall. Oh, it just had to be like oh eight, oh seven, oh eight, maybe. We're at Orland Mall. I think we were sometime we were like in the H and M. It might have been like me, Nick, Nigel, Armani. And we we were just looking at some clothes, and then Armani came back like, "Yeah, some the police said if we want to do a lineup, they'll give us forty dollars." No, you and you went to jail. Yo, been the dumbest nigga alive, bro. Well, so we end up, which is crazy. We end up just driving to the police station, and we had to fill out forms. Like we giving them all this information. Like we, in retrospect, it's absurd. Like we, we never should have done that. We damn near got tricked. We got tricked. Killed my two friends. Right. So we're in there, and we're supposed to like take it serious, but we. No, like we ain't do shit. Like so, we're it's whatever. But the dude who did it, he looked similar to Nigel. So he was like, it was, he was like, oh, he smoked. Yeah, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Bro. Yeah, man. I need to know how they approach everybody with that shit. And, yeah, because honestly, after, after we finished, we were like, man, they approached the right person. Because if you would approach anybody else, we wouldn't have. We would have entertained the conversation. And how do you pitch that to your niggas, bro? Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's what happens, man. We was just trying to get some bread, dog. Uh. So did Buddy pick out uh, the right dude? Uh, I want to say yeah. I want to say yeah. Yeah, after after we finished, they gave us the money and we left. <laughs> that's insane, dog. Yo, all y'all posing with the nigga who really did it. <laughs> y'all niggas just cheesing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody was like, turn Scotty Pippen. <laughs> yeah, that shit hilarious, bro. But uh, I'm glad one of y'all didn't get fingered for uh, actually doing a crime, oh, bro. No, boy. I probably shouldn't use that term, but you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> um, Donald, you got one or no? Plasma, for sure. Plasma, yeah. I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah, I, mine would be related to the plasma. We were living... Um, in, we were living in Champagne for like the, the summer and shit. I think our lights got cut off, our electricity or some shit got cut off. But we had a a, a person in our crib that uh, was living there, but they weren't paying rent. But we just let them live there because it was just extra room. Uh, and so this person was too underweight to like give plasma. Like he, they had a certain weight that you had to be at. So mm-hmm. what we did was we went to County Market and we ordered her some food so she can make weight to donate plasma. That was probably the the fucking poorest shit we've ever done in my life, bro. <laughs> that's I'm not gonna lie. That's, yeah, that's like that's like <laughs> close to like drug muling. Like what? 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 We're just giving her extra rations. I ain't gonna lie, man. That might be a form of pimping. <laughs> Real talk. Hey, ain't no illusion. God, give another honey bun. Like, y'all, y'all wild. Yeah, man. We need that money in the house, dog, bro. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That, that 100% might be pimping. <laughs> ain't, this, ain't this way to go get these money to turn the lights on? Like, what? <laughs> Can't just wait to go get us some money. <laughs> to, to turn the lights on. <laughs> I'm just 
watching. This is just taking me back to laying on that fucking table, just watching the life force be drained out of me for twenty five dollars, bro. Because the payment went down like every other fucking week. Bro. Hell yeah, yeah, they was on bullshit, bro. I feel like they got us for the first time. It was like fifty, fifty dollars, <laughs> and then it just kept going down. Yeah, and then, oh shit, that shit was ridiculous, bro. And they give you a cookie after to get your sugars back, right? <laughs> Yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we, um, we make drug dealers the heroes of too many of our stories. I saw some somebody talking about the end of Snowfall, um, and how like they were upset that Franklin didn't have a a good ending. Pretty much, like he 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 pretty much was a cluck at the end of it. Um. And how they wish he could have like rolled off and being lavish, you know, lived lavish and got to ride off into the sunset. Um, do y'all feel like we in a lot of our stories we ride with the the people that are doing harm to our community, or do y'all feel like that's just storytelling? Because that's what people were arguing. They were like, why would we give a good ending to somebody that was serving poison to the community, killing people, doing all this shit? And they just get to get off scot free. I mean, yeah, I think that's what we're used to seeing. Because if you're going to tell that story, like, is that is that a story where people want to see like the police police be successful and win? Like, it kind of just like takes the entertainment out of it. I think. Do y'all feel like our our animosity towards the police fuels that want for the criminal to get off? I don't think so. I think it's more so the storytelling part of it, because a lot of times we see all aspects of the character. And especially if it's a TV show, you you spend time with that character and you see that it's not all evil for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like very, very rarely is the character just one dimensional (laughs) trash human being. You see all aspects of it and then you see the good and people do (laughs) want a happy ending for that character once especially once you've grown with the character for multiple seasons you 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 know you feel attached you feel like you want them to win and i think it's more so with that than us glorifying you know the criminals it's just we we grow with the character and we want them to do good okay yeah because i see like the anti-hero type um trope being like it's it's a standard for a lot of shows. You look at Tony Soprano, Franklin Saint, Walter White, and shit like mm-hmm. that. So I don't think it's it's necessarily a black thing. Um, or black viewers have this this issue separating the two. Um, but I I, I wonder. That's like a interesting thing in our psychology. Why we root for the bad guys? And like you said, I mean, they show other facets of their life. So we know Walter White isn't a hundred percent evil, but he's doing evil things. He killed a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why do we continue to root for them afterwards? But it's just, I guess it's great storytelling when you can make us continue to root for him. Dexter, he's killing people. He's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's what makes a great show. It, it, with the ability to do that, you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the first song y'all think Usher is going to uh, start with this t- today? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Caught up. My way. I, I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay. My way. Ooh. I'm going caught up. 
Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of you don't have to call, and I can see with like the breakdown and things like that. I can see you don't have to call being the first one. That'll be fire. Ooh, is that situations? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can see him starting that shit acapella. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all dark you just hear situation that'd be fire bro <laughs> oh yeah yeah I can see it I guess since we're talking about Usher did y'all listen to that new album yes I didn't uh, what were your thoughts uh, and I wrote this down I said if I embrace um, that I'm getting older it's solid if I don't embrace that I'm getting older it's mid <laughs> What, That's what, feel about you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> how did it help uh, listening to it as you were embracing you're getting older? Because I think like the themes and shit like that were for older me. Like if I'm like in my like old bag, um, they w- I'm 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 fine with that. Album. Like it's not a bad album, but if I'm like looking for new new R and B. And I'm judging on like what what I would judge like a, a like a newer artist on. It wouldn't be my go to. Like it had like no great great songs. It just had a lot of good songs. Uh, so are you saying the content's older, or is just the music sounds older? The music kind of sounds older. Okay, gotcha. Because yeah, at first I, I didn't really want to listen to it, but then I was like, I I give it a chance. But that big song was. When he started talking about when he was a kid and he would go to McDonald's and never order a small, he would get it big. What? Yeah, he kept repeating big. That was the weirdest part. But no, there are some good songs though. Like, I mean, obviously, good, good is good. Um, Twenty One Savage should have been kept off that song. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Uh, Ruin with Fields is good, and it's another song on here that was really good. Uh, um. I am the party. Pretty much saying like we don't have to go to the party. The party is at my house. Shit like, mm. shit like that. Oh uh, yeah, that was good. And then once I with uh, John Cook, that nigga from Korea. <laughs> that shit was that shit was actually kind of high, bro. <laughs> to put that <laughs> that accent on this shit. <laughs> That's how you see it's spelled K O O K. What is how am I supposed to say it? <laughs> You changed up your whole voice. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was solid, bro. It's worth a listen. Just say it like that. It's, it's definitely worth a listen. But, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Um, staying on music, uh, y'all seen that Logic had a conversation with his dad? Yeah. Uh, at least he tried to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was his pops on drugs or something when he was growing up? I'm not too familiar with his story. Uh, I, I, I allegedly, I think you, I think he yeah, was some, some, some substance, some substance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he was uh, he he had a good conversation about like uh, giving your siblings and your family members money. And I thought he broke it down nice. He was like, if I if I pay for this, if I give this brother ten thousand dollars, then the other one's gonna be complaining. And I think he got like nine or eight brothers and sisters, and they they don't seem like they do good things with the money from the conversation that I was hearing. And mm-hmm. it just brought up a good point of like, how much do you have to take care of family when you get to that point? 
Like, cause his dad asked for what, eight hundred thousand dollars or some shit for a, for a house with a studio. His dad? Yeah, you didn't hit, you didn't get to that part when his dad asked for eight hundred fifty thousand dollars for a house with a studio so him and his bandmates can record an album. <laughs> Nah, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. You ain't getting that. Your dream is over with. <laughs> I'm the one. I achieved it. It's over for you, man. Yeah. Find it another way. Yeah, and I, I mean, how much are you? How much are you responsible for taking care of your parents when you get to that point? I, I feel like you. It it's definitely case by case. It's definitely case yeah. by case. I feel like me. I would try to take care of them the best I can. There will be limits. I'm not, I'm not going to just do whatever you ask of me, but I'm definitely going to try my best to get most of what you want. 150 out of the, out of the question though. 150? 850 out of the question for a house or the studio? No, you're, you're not, you're not, uh, Dennis Graham. Like you're not about to start trying to hit the boot and try to like revive this career that you had. It's over. You you may get a house, but you're not going. You don't need a house with a studio. Honestly, you may get a studio apartment. <laughs> you're not getting your. You're not getting your, no, you your parents no studio. But, but but I'm trying to think of like if I'm logic. Yeah, I'm not giving you 850k and 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 a studio. Now, if you want to, you know, build some shit, you know, yourself, go ahead. Okay. This is always weird when they like artists have these type of conversations and just like start crying on whatever interview that they're doing. Yeah, he seems like he's really hurt, and I'm, I'm sure like when your parents doing drugs and shit allegedly, um, that it hurts you, man. Because you know when your parents, it's a really a blessing to have active parents um, that have been there for you and you know take care, taking care of you. Um, because when you don't have that, it, it can't be a leave a void that you can never get rid of. And I think that's what leads to the, led to that emotion during that interview. Yeah, I'm not mad at the emotion. I think it, it is a little weird to put that shit on camera. Like, I feel like family shit should be handled off camera. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you really should be crying in front of us with that shit, but I guess someone else could say it is we need to see that. Because it might inspire other people to have the conversation that needs to be had. So I can't go all the way in on them. Okay. Um, I got this clip from Money Cook, and he was interviewed recently. And <laughs> he talked about how uh, how long it took for him to get over his LeBron hate. How bad you beat yourself up about it, Lenny? None no more. How did you do it before? It took me 20 years, bro. It took me 20 years. <laughs> Hate is a strong word. I hated LeBron James, bro. It took me 15 years. Till my daughter looked at me one day and she saw that cooler with the Sprite, the Sprite cooler where you can go in there and get the, the, the soda out. And she said, Dad, you was better than LeBron James. That's LeBron James right there. That took a lot of pain and stress off of me, bro. I played with, I played with a Hall of Famer. I was considered better than a Hall of Famer. Lenny. <laughs> Yo, that music in the background was fucking me up. <laughs> it was fun. I hated that man for 15 years. <laughs> Why Lenny can't bro? 
what a rap dude really cook, bro. <laughs> I think the only reason is Brian is in the league and successful and Lenny Cook is. <laughs> and I just no exaggeration. <laughs> that is no exaggeration. My daughter pointed to the cooler. <laughs> I don't even know how that alleviated his pain. I feel like that would add on to it. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you on the Sprite bottle, man? <laughs> oh, man. Pray for Lenny Cook, man. Uh, yeah, he ain't never getting over there. I don't care what he said. <laughs> Damn. Hey, man. That's a great documentary, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was, was that nigga was... singing in the end when he was in the crib? <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's like some Jaheim or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could remember what that shit was. I remember. <laughs> um, how, how how does this... Um, We spoke this schoolboy Q thing into happening. I forgot who said they wanted some new schoolboy Q, but uh, he finally released the, the date. I think we talked about this last week, but he released the date for his album, March 1st, Blue Lips. The album is called... Um, he released the first two music videos this week. Um, and I, I must say, before we get into the songs, um, I appreciate a real rollout, bro. I really appreciate niggas that care about music and rollouts and all that shit. It's like, it was very refreshing, bro. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, but what, what did y'all think about the, the two songs? Uh, so I mean it's kind of what we've been waiting for so I, I liked it mm-hmm. I liked them both I think we it's soulful um, in, 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 introspective I guess is the best way to put it mm-hmm. you can always appreciate mm-hmm. so there's still the grit there so yeah no, I, I enjoyed them both yeah same on first listen I, I, I like both of them I gotta sit with them some more I might just wait for the album to 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 play them to see how it all links up. But off listening, I I like what I heard. Okay, yeah, I think the same thing. And I, I like I like how they both are dealing with different things, and I, I really like that space that uh, Q is at from what the music sounds like in his life, where you know he can address shit. Um, he's not super banger or super conscious. Like it's like somewhere that meets in the middle. Um, and recognizing he's getting older, playing golf and shit like that. And I like the little extra bonus content he put out. Like I said, I really like rollouts and thoughtful efforts into rolling out a body of work because that's what the album should be. It should be a body of work, just like a painting or some shit that paints a picture of where you at in life, a message that you want to get across. And uh, I think that's good, doing a good job at that. Do y'all feel like materialism is ruining hip hop? No. No. Materialism will never ruin hip hop. I feel like that's like the basis of hip hop is materialism. Yeah, one that's done on your nigga, one that's done on everybody else. It, it, it makes great raps, makes great lines. We need it. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Bomani, Bomani had a, a little segment that he said that now it's more materialism than ever. In hip hop, and I play. I guess I play a little clip. Part of the last twenty five years of celebrating music for music for the better part of the last twenty five years of celebrating materialism in a way that it never has before. The notion that money is no object was a prevalent theme in music and just arts in general at a point in time. And the farther we got from that Reagan revolution, ain't none of that. 
right? The music and the art has became much more about making sure that people understood that you had it like that. And a society that's made it more imperative on more levels to show that you got it like that. The materialism on all this stuff has gotten so broad and gone so far that it seems to me that just about any artist, no matter what stage of the game they are in, has got to be able to walk into this room looking like a million bucks. And I'm going to be honest, it felt like distasteful. And like the distasteful element of it really hit me when I saw Flavor Flav wearing a diamond studded clock. Like you understand what I'm saying now about people, about us missing the plot? And look, I'm not throwing shade at these people for having the stuff, right? I'm not throwing shade at the people for having the money, but I am asking what about that is something that people can feel. And you can go look on Instagram and look at the ways that like parents indulge their children around all of this stuff. Like these prom pictures that you see with kids wearing like Louis Vuitton tuxedos and stuff like this to the prom. You're 17 years old, man. Who's paying for this? (laughs) But you do it if you believe that this is what's necessary to make them kids feel like they somebody. If they're surrounded in a world that make it seem like you're not somebody if you don't have that stuff. And we just we've lost the plot. Now, hearing what he said, does does that point hit home to y'all more or no? Uh, you sound like a broke nigga. I ain't gonna lie. That's all I heard. <laughs> broke nigga alert. Broke. <laughs> you sound like a broke hater. I, I, I don't like how he pivoted it to uh, something outside of music. Because I feel like those are two different arguments he's making. Is materialism bad period maybe you know you you always want to not determine your worth on what you have now if we're talking about hip-hop though i feel like it's it's kind of needed it makes for good music a lot of the times Okay, if we compare eras, and I'm thinking about the biggest songs of that era, even if you take the top three, if you take the top three from somebody in the 90s, like a Pac or Biggie or uh, who's big in the 90s, like Wu-Tang Clan or somebody like that, are any mm-hmm. of those top three songs dealing with material stuff, diamonds, flashy stuff? Um, I guess you could say yes, maybe. Could say yeah, Biggie had, yeah, Biggie had a lot of flashy money, uh, you know, shit Cash in his moves raps. Everything around me, Cash moves everything around me. Materialism, um, so yeah, it's always been an, an element. But do you feel like in the nineties we had other rappers that were celebrating our culture, celebrating our blackness, uh, making more activist type raps? Uh, or just fun type raps like a, a tribe called Quest or some shit making electric relaxation, just a, a fun song, uh, not really dealing with like anything like cash or um, flashiness or shit like that. Yeah, I feel like that was more prevalent now, or that's just pointed to a specific example of that. Yeah, I feel like that's for specific people. Well, I feel like all of our greatest rappers they incorporated money and materialism in it somehow. It may not be their number one focus, but it was always there. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, 
like Kendrick, he doesn't focus on materialism, but he still works that shit in there. You know what I'm saying? You he's you he still has the lines where he's talking his shit about the clothes that he got mm-hmm. or, or 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 what he's doing. He just does it in a different way. I feel like it's 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 important. It's a important ingredient in hip hop. You know, it doesn't need to be the only ingredient you have in your music, but I feel like it's nice to, you know, be able to talk that shit sometimes. Okay. See, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I think it's important. I think it's there. I think it's also part of it. It won't go away. It's because of what that's partially what they do it for. They do it for the money to also want to get things. I mean, I think it's if hip hop was kind of, it's kind of used or seen as a tool to use props somewhat shape or form, get out of poverty. I mean, of course there's some artists who do it for like, they have a musical appreciation, but it's an art form and these people still want to get compensated for it. Like they're going to want to have things to show that they're being successful. And I think the materialism appears in different ways. Like uh Todd, the creator, he's not as, uh, I don't know what to say, braggadocious, flamboyant, I guess you could say with like jewelry and things like that, but he has it and he uses it as like the material as like a status symbol. He has like different a variety of cars that he uses as like a status symbol. So when he does it or when he says it, like it doesn't necessarily sound the same as like 18 chains on, I can barely breathe or like some weird, some shit like that, but <laughs> he's saying get it away that's like braggadocious. So it's like, mm. it, it does have its place there. Yeah, I personally love braggadocious rap, especially if it's creative. Um, Because I think all all of us aspire to have those things, to have a a lavish life and stuff like that. I think Kanye said it the best, man. What what the fuck you think I rap for? To put your fucking rap for? Like, you you rapping for the the luxury. You you rapping for the the bigger things in life. So, OJ diagnosed with prostate cancer, um, allegedly. Um, he made a video saying like that he wasn't in the hospice and kind of laughed it off, but he didn't say that he didn't have prostate cancer. So, oh, uh, prayers to him. Actually, can we? Yeah, I could. I could get prayers out. I don't know if he did it or not. Mm, we do, nigga. but <laughs> sometimes know. OJ be looking like he got one more in him, bro. He's still like a spry oh, nigga, man. bro. <laughs> you can't tell me you don't look at OJ and be like he got one more in him, bro. I mean, honestly, this is this will be the time. If he, if he really got cancer, this will be the time to get one last one in. Yeah. Okay. I seen uh, this one uh, TikTok user, Carissa Eats. Uh, she's going on a queer-owned food tour. So that made me think, like, we should have, like, a food tour of our own, like, do a food tour. But I, I needed to know the angle. Do y'all have any like, angles we should do? Because the Black-owned has already been taken up. Uh, Keith Lee doing like the just the general tour. This is the queer owned mm-hmm. food tour. What would our food tour be? We could do the hybrids, the hybrid owned. <laughs> yeah, you, you keep playing around with these niggas, bro. <laughs> and when when February 29th passed this year, your ass is grass. Hey, <laughs> but he low key not wrong. We would just have to find like the uh, like the Italian faux spots. <laughs> that would actually be a decent tour, like just a fusion spot or just different the Korean cultures. soul food. <laughs> and we just judging them. That would be a good show. Why is nobody did like a black and white fusion uh restaurant? That'll be fire. Like a 
like hog mug casserole or some shit where they blend like cuisine of uh, from African American culture with like white culture. Like <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That'll be fire. But what's white culture food? Apple pies, casseroles, um, green bean casserole. Yeah. Uh, are we giving them the glizzy? Are we giving them the hot dogs? They get hot dogs. So they 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 came up the hot dogs. Is it is it turkey leg cut like that same thing? What you mean? Is that infusion? I don't know. I never thought of it that way. I saw that they uh fired the co-owner because they got a divorce, and so the the uh, wife she got the <laughs> the restaurant, so she fired buddy. Like laid off half the stuff. I I could never. <laughs> I feel like I'm against getting into businesses with your uh with your wife significant other. Because I feel like you're already in one. You don't need to be adding another. One. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the hybrids. <laughs> yeah, that's going to cause a controversy there. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear this week. Um, y'all up on this uh, Lotto Ice Spice piece? I know Lotto, this is going to go into the music. Lotto just dropped that Sunday service. And I don't respect it. You don't respect the beef? Yeah, because Lotto not real, not a true spitter. Well, not a, not a real not a not a real rapper. <laughs> she meant party real rap. Musty. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that's not a real yeah, musty. Did. My bad. She's not a real rapper. Uh, she well, makes wait, party what, rap. Who'd you say is not a real rapper? Lot or Ice Spice? Ice Spice. My bad. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. True. For those who don't know, uh, a lot of Ice Spice are beefing right now. I think it originally started <laughs> with uh, in the fart song. Lotto Ice Spice did this Lotto <laughs> when she was uh, she's uh, what she say she's on the floor. Get up. Why you on the floor? Um, before then, I guess Lotto put out a snippet of her new song with Ice Spice in the background, and I was taking this disrespect. Lotto has said she's open to going back and forth. In the Sunday service, she did have a bar about Jesus walking on water and I boil ice, something like that. Leave the rap beef to like the Rod Diggers and the Lady Londons or some shit. I I don't want to hear Ice Spice and Lotto rapping about hating each other. Like, come on now, bro. That's not fun. I do want to hear I I do want to hear Lotto rap about it. I don't want to hear Ice Spice do it. I I don't. I don't. I think it's wasted on Lotto. Lotto's too fine to be rapping about hating women. Nobody want to hear about that. I I know I don't. I want to hear the having fun. We in the club turning up music from Lotto. Is, it, is that the same music you want from Meg? Is that just what you want from the women rappers? You a lot of them, yes. Make some music to, to make the women shake some ass? Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's not yeah. sexist. That's just saying that's your lane. Some music okay. like that, that might be sexist. No, I don't want to hear no lyricism from Quavo. Yeah. I don't. I want to hear music that I want to hear in the club. Same thing with Keith. If Keith start rapping on like some common shit, I'll be like, what is this? Everybody got their lane. Stick to it. Key Glock, the same thing. You don't want him to get his hair in his bag? No. So, uh, music wise, I only checked out the Kanye, uh, Kanye and Usher. And I'm not even all the way done with the Kanye. What y'all think about that Kanye album? Uh, Vultures one. I was pleasantly surprised that it actually dropped. Mm. I was amazed. Um, I like it. Um, I think the production is crazy. I don't know that. 
when it comes to production that yay yay know what he doing uh as far as the lyrics his brain is fried completely <laughs> to the core he's i don't i don't know what the fuck he's talking about on half these songs uh i think ty did great i liked all his contributions um i needed a little bit less playboy cardi he shouldn't get verses longer than 30 seconds to me. Mm. It is what it is. Kids love him. Well, I, I, I liked it though. I'm, I'm not, I'm not disappointed with it. I'll say that. Um, follow up questions. Um, so for yay, your expectations have shifted as far as what, what you are expecting as far as like your expectations, you just really accept like, I'll accept new music from Ye because of Ye, and I'll appreciate whatever it is right now. I don't know if I'll accept anything because I I don't think this is a bad project. I think this is I think this is better than uh, Jesus is King and Mm -hmm. Ye. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's still a quality project, so I'll say that. Okay. If, if it if it was some bullshit, I would be if if it was some bullshit, I'd be disappointed. I can still be disappointed by him for sure, but I'm I'm not necessarily too disappointed because he did give me some songs where he was spitting something. It's just most of this shit the production carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ask that because I'm I'm saying like when we look back over Ye's career, would these be the forgotten years where yeah it, it was good, but it's it's I'm wouldn't bring this up in a in a discussion about Ye. Probably. I mean, this this we are uh, outside of fashion wise. I don't know if we can say musically he has the same impact. His impact years seem like they are beyond. For this for this project, I don't know. I think Don Donda was impactful, and I would would agree. Donda up in a. In, in argument easily. I think that's one of his better projects. This yeah. one, uh, our first listen, I can't say I would bring, it would be one of the projects I'd bring up to defend him or add to his legacy. Probably not. Yeah, because I made it, I think I'm about seven into it. And like, it's it's okay. Like, it, it, it's some good moments. It's some not so good moments um, on it. I like the Freddie Gibbs part. Um, and some of the other, like musically, it sounds good. It sounds fresh. It's using a lot of like, to me, it's using a lot of like house themes. Like I hear house infused in it a lot, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know from what I'm hearing, I don't know if I would use this in a discussion like I would a Donda. To me, Donda, everything, the music was good. The rollout and how he did the city tour thing was cold. I think he's made so many enemies. And lost so many writing partners and just creative forces in his life, just in general, it's lost his soul to me. Like, I think Kanye is always gonna know how to make music, musical genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's lost its oomph, and that's what it's lacking to me. All right, well, um, I guess we can get into shout outs. Uh, don't know what you got, bro. Hmm. I'm gonna shout out Brock Purdy, man. I really want the 49ers to pull this out, man. Please. Is it just your hatred for Swifties and the Kelsey movement, or do you just like 1, the 
1,000%. I'm I'm over it. Taylor Swift needs to pay. Okay. Needs to end tonight. So go Brock Purdy. Go 49ers. Do what needs to be done. Okay. Seize what you got. Um, shout out to Juju Watkins saying she been hooping. I think I meant to do that shout out last week after she put up 51. So, oh man, I shout out to us, to the people, man. It's the last weekend of football. So, oh man, now we're now, we're now in waiting to talk about the draft and training camp. So, yeah. Is basketball carrying this shit? Basketball have the ability to carry our attention this year? Or do y'all feel like less engaged in basketball now in the NBA? I think I am. I don't. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm always like this though. I think once football season ends and All Star yeah. comes around, the switch naturally happens. You know what I'm saying? Playoffs not too far ahead. So I think it's always like this. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I haven't been able to watch ESPN for like two weeks now since the Ravens lost. <laughs> I, 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 I ain't trying to hear them talk about that shit all, the last two weeks, dog. So that's fair. Yeah. Uh, any other ones for you, sis? Nah, that's it. Alright. Uh, I have two shout outs. Uh, shout out to Power Man. Um, you know, Kobe had his uh, statue reveal uh, ceremony this week. Um, so shout out to him first of all shout out to you know the Lakers and it was a dope statue I fuck with it um, but man it, Powell Gasol to me the fact that he's like really it seems like I don't know him personally so it's hard to say what, what all he's doing but the fact that it seems like he stepped up and helped like be there for, for Kobe's kids is dope to me and I think that's what real brotherhood is when you when, when something like that happens, you you really being there and not just saying like, oh, I'm gonna be there, brother, and making social media statements, but you actually there. And uh shout out to Powell, man. Um, so shout out to him for that. And I thought I had another one, but I guess I don't. I might have deleted it. So uh yeah, man. What was this? It's, nah. It's distasteful. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, y'all got anything else to say before we get up out of here, man? Mm, no, nah, man. No, oh, shout out to our lovers. Nah, right, well, cool. Hey, thanks for doing. Nah, nah, like, what, what is wrong with you, man? What, what, what is wrong with you? Hey, shout out to the real lovers, man. I, I appreciate y'all love, man. Y'all have very good examples of love that I, I, I like to shout out to y'all, man. So, salute to y'all. All races, all race love. <laughs> what? Supporting me. Y'all know what I'm saying. I'm pandering at the end of the uh, all right, man. Well, we appreciate y'all listening, man. Uh, episode two thirty four, and uh, as always, man, long little boss, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs>